Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, passion for excellence. Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by Hyundai. Experience the 2011 Hyundai Sonata today at HyundaiSonata.com. This is AutoLine Daily for January 4, 2011, and now the news. Consumer Reports just dropped a bombshell in Ford's lap. The influential magazine ripped into the My Ford and My Lincoln Touch infotainment system that the company is putting in its cars. It says the system is too complicated and that the touch-sensitive screen, the five-way controls, and voice activation are not nearly as easy to use as old-fashioned buttons and knobs. They complained of the system being cluttered, slow to respond, and difficult to control. In fact, Consumer Reports removed the Ford Edge and the Lincoln MKX from its recommended list because of this. Here's my AutoLine insight. This system can be complicated and distracting until you get to know it. It's like my smartphone. It took me several days to figure it out, but you know, I can't live without it now. This is often a problem with people in the media who get to test drive a car for a short time compared to owners who will drive their cars for years. UAW President Bob King says he thinks the union can organize at least one foreign transplant this year. As part of that strategy, the union released a document titled UAW Principles for Fair Union Elections. It outlines 11 principles the union wants foreign automakers in the U.S. to agree to. The first principle is that all the automakers have to agree their employees have a right to organize a union. That may not go down so well in right-to-work states, which is where most of the transplants are located. It also pretty much says the companies have to throw their doors open to UAW organizers and prohibits the company from meeting with its employees over the organizing effort unless a UAW representative is present. I don't see management signing up for that one either, but the document does commit the union to the secret ballot, which suggests the UAW has given up on the Employee Free Choice Act in Congress, which would have eliminated secret ballots in union elections. Unlucky number seven. According to the Detroit News, Toyota has been sued by seven different insurance companies that are attempting to recover money for accidents they blame on sudden acceleration. Citing data from 725 different crashes, the insurers are blaming Toyota for not installing a brake override system. Of course, Toyota says these claims have no merit and are completely unfounded. And here's my AutoLine insight on this one. If the insurance companies go after Toyota for sticky pedals and floor mat problems, they'll likely win. If they blame unintended acceleration, they're going to have to prove it. And so far, no one's been able to. In fact, we're still waiting for NASA's report on this unintended acceleration problem. In other Toyota news, the company announced some lofty goals for its Prius nameplate. Bloomberg reports that by 2020, it wants the hybrid to become the top-selling vehicle line in the U.S. According to Bob Carter, Toyota's Group VP of Sales, the Prius will be number one by the end of the decade, but its success will not come at the expense of the Camry, the current best-selling car in America. He says it'll remain a close second. The company is expanding the Prius lineup and could turn it into a sub-brand. A plug-in model is expected to launch in 2012, while a larger wagon-type vehicle has also been teased. But I wonder 
how many customers the Chevy Volt and the Nissan Leaf are going to siphon off from the Toyota Prius. General Motors is the first foreign automaker in China to top 2 million sales for a year, and it's the sixth year in a row it leads foreign brands in China. Sales for the company rose nearly 30% to over 2.3 million vehicles in 2010. Chevy was up 63%, selling over 540,000 units. Buick was up 23% with just over 550,000 cars. GM's joint ventures and other brands all set annual sales records as well. But that growth may not continue into this year, according to GasGoo. A report from Roland Berger says the auto market in China will slow down this year, but even so, it's only going to grow 15%. By 2015, the market will slow down further to 8%. The report cites the phasing out of government subsidies for new cars and slower economic growth as reasons for the slowdown. A battle's brewing in Washington over the EPA's decision to allow the sale of gasoline with a higher blend of ethanol. First, trade groups that represent some of the automakers asked a federal appeals court to overturn the ruling now. The National Petrochemical and Refiners Association is suing the EPA. Last year, the agency ruled that gas stations could sell gasoline with a 15% mix of ethanol, up from the current 10%, to customers with vehicles built since 2007. The refiners say the agency doesn't have the power to approve fuel for some engines, but not for others. And it says the EPA based its decision on new data submitted before the public had a chance to review it. But the EPA says it cannot meet the biofuel mandate that Congress imposed on it without increasing the amount of ethanol and gasoline. That mandate is for 36 billion gallons of biofuels by 2022. Crashing test cars can be very complicated. It's also very sophisticated, which makes me wonder why they call them crash dummies. They ain't dumb at all. More on that after this. Crash test dummies are extremely sophisticated and complicated devices. They're also extremely expensive. Here's a clip we got from General Motors that delves into the background of the crash dummies that they use. Well, our dummies don't talk. Pretty good employees because they don't complain. They're here every day and they never call in sick. I'm Jack Jensen. We're here at the Crash Dummy Laboratory where we conduct crash tests for the new Buick Regal. We have a whole family of dummies. We use all these different sizes of crash dummies to evaluate our products in a broad range of crash conditions for a broad range of occupants. A typical dummy may have 50 or 100 electronic data channels from head to toe being sampled during the crash test at 10,000 samples per second. You end up with megabytes and gigabytes of data that allows our engineers then to design safety in our vehicles and it results in injuries prevented and lives saved and there's nothing more satisfying than that. I've spent my whole career here at GM in safety engineering. I've also worked uh, a lot on crash dummy development. 
If they could talk, they probably would tell us they're very happy to be part of our process here because we have a very good process. Our engineering centers are second to none, and they're one of many, many tools that we use to design safety uh, into Buick. You know, that crash test dummy business must be pretty lucrative. Every automaker has to buy families of dummies. They have to be updated every number of years, and they require a lot of maintenance. At a half a million bucks a piece, looks to me like you can make good money on these dummies. Hey, don't forget to join us for AutoLine After Hours Thursday night when our guest will be Bob Lutz. Now that he's gone from GM, I imagine he'll be a lot more open with his ideas and opinions. Not that he wasn't before, but now we'll get the completely unmuzzled Lutz. Join me and the auto extremist Peter DeLorenzo Thursday night live starting at 7 p.m. Eastern on AutoLine After Hours. And that's today's report for the top news in the global automotive industry. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.